Good morning. Make yourselves comfortable. Amen. Come on. I got to tell you, there's, there's nothing like watching grown, big, thuggish-looking men just going in hardcore saying, you wrap me in your arms forevermore. <laughs> there's nothing like it, man. I can watch that all day. Just big thugs saying, you wrap me in your arms forevermore. Man, real men worship, amen? Wow. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. Amen, amen. Father, we just thank you for your word, God. And I just ask, God, that you would remove me, remove us, God, that we would just hear you today, Lord God. That we would hear from you, that your word would take root inside us, that it would Reach us, teach us, and bleach us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We're excited about the word. Let's get busy. Thank you, sir. You ever felt like you ever felt like you know somebody because somebody that you do know is always talking about them? I ain't get funny yet. We're laughing over <laughs> Because, you know, you've heard so much about them. You feel like, like you know them. You, you, you know, anybody know what I'm talking about? You've heard somebody that's always talking about this person. And, they, and, and, and you know, somebody, they get it in for that person. They, always, they can't stop trashing that person. And so you, you feel like you know that person. And, 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 and tell, me, tell me if this is true for you, but... You barely know that person they're talking about, but when that person comes into a room or walks by, you start sucking teeth, rolling eyes. You don't even know that person, but you've heard people talk about that person so much that you feel like you know the person. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, now, the problem is that you may think you really know that person because you've heard so much about that person, but all you know is that other person's opinion or view of that person. You, you, you still with me? Unfortunately, most people, church people included, only take time to do this in the negative. You ever heard that saying, you got nothing good to say? Shut your mouth. It seems like, like a lot of people never grew up hearing that, you know? So let me be your dad for a moment. Listen, if, church, if you don't got nothing good to say, shut your mouth. Amen? Because listen, listen, especially, especially if that person that's always talking, if that's your bestie or your BFF or your ride or die, Whatever that person feels about somebody, that's what you feel, right? You could never have met that person in your life, but if your bestie don't like that person, that person's dead to you. Dead to you. Hate that dude. You ever met him? No, but I hate that guy, man. See, the way he walks around, I hate that guy. What if, however, what if your BFF was wrong? What if that person that you confide in, that's always talking to you, that's always in your ear, what if that person is wrong? 
I want to help us with that this morning. Is that good? Because unfortunately, by nature, the flesh will always want to see things according to the ways of man and not the ways of the spirit. See, by nature, we are all bochincheros. Let me give you the English version of that. The only word I could come up with was gossip monger. I know it doesn't sound the same, but you, you get the picture. We're all by nature, that's us. We love to hear the dirt. Amen? We love, why do we watch Housewives and all them crazy shows? We just, we could care less about these people. We just want to know all the dirt, right? Come on, stop playing it off. There's people that you know already, and, and, and the, the thing is, you know, you, you know these people. You, you already, people already know that the moment they get around you, you're gonna, you have something new to say about somebody. Anybody know people like that? Okay, everybody listen, for this part of the message, just keep your heads real straight. Don't, don't look at nobody, don't, just stay focused forward, focus on this pipe right here, don't, don't. So nobody get offended. Nobody say, you looked, why you looked at me when he said that? Because chances are, there's one of you in every section. Right now. <laughs> and, and the thing is, people know you already. People know that the moment they get around you, you got some dirt to say. You're dying right now even. You're dying to talk about what somebody in here is wearing. Or, or the way somebody didn't say hello to you. Or the way somebody looked at you and looked like you wasn't even there. Let me, can I tell you some church? Don't, don't be that person. Don't be that person. And, and listen, if you're already that person, can we work on changing that starting today? Amen? Watch this. If you've done our one word challenge, has everybody done the one word challenge? Listen, I had, a, I had a problem with the email, but that got resolved, so I'm getting all your emails now. Send me your one word for the year. Send it to one word at sanctuaryfellowship.org. I started getting some emails. It's been amazing, the stories you guys are sharing. So send, send me your one word and kind of the way it's been unfolding and the things that God's been using it to do, send it to me. But listen, if you've done that and you have your word for the year, use your one word to help you with this. What do you mean? Well, for instance, Kayla's word is run. We told everybody. So that means in this area, run from gossip. If your word is trust, then don't trust in gossip. Don't trust the gossiper. Because you know what? If they're talking to you about somebody, they're talking to somebody about you. Aye. Remember, look forward. Keep your head straight. Nobody will get offended. Nobody gets hurt. Everybody look straight. There'll be no fights up in here. Just be easy. Look forward. If your word is balanced, then, then tell those people, listen, listen, I got too much negativity already in my life. Stop. I don't want to hear no more. If your word is love, then be loving in your conversations. Tell them, listen, you need to love the hell up. Shut up. Shut up. Amen? In love. You, do you know you can tell somebody in love to shut up? You, you can do it. Right? Try. Practice. Not right now. Look forward. Look forward. If your word like mine is healthy, then, then get yourself out of these unhealthy relationships. When was the last time you got together with your friend to start to speak well about somebody? On purpose. 
Wouldn't that be amazing if we got together and, and, and people started to know you as the one? Oh, boy, as soon as I get with this person, all he's going to do is tell me about somebody else that's awesome. <laughs> How come we don't have that? How come we don't have people that you get together and, they're, man, they're always telling me, oh, that guy from the worship team, he's awesome. That one that said, he's so awesome, man. The other day, you know, he bought me a water. The other day he did this. Man, that person's so awesome. You ever met that person? You should meet his family. His family's beautiful. How come we don't do that, right? But, but can we be those kind of people? Somebody say amen. That's my, that's my opening challenge to us this morning. Let's start speaking well about people. This is going to be very difficult for some of you. Look forward, straight ahead. I know you have the urge. You want to hit the shoulder. You want to say, told you. But let's start speaking well about people. Amen. That's our opening challenge this morning. And, and in case, you know, those of you that hear you're really religious and you, you know, when are you going to listen to me if it's in the word? I got people that say, you know, well, show me where it says that in the word. I say, okay, let me give it to you in the word. Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Proverbs 16:28 A dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends. I I Oh Proverbs 6:16 6, to 19 There are 6 things that the Lord hates. 7 that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. What? God put gossipers in the same place as murderers. Did you see that? One who sheds innocent blood and one who sows discord among brothers. You're in the same, you're a murderer. You know we can be murderers with our tongue? Come on. Romans 2, 1, it says, Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges, for in passing judgment on another you condemn yourself. Because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We started a series last week about the Gospels titled, who do they say I am? Who do you say I am? And, and we got that from Matthew 16. Jesus is with his disciples and he's asking them, what are people saying about me? What is, what is it that people are talking about me? What are they, what's the word on the street? What do they believe about me? What are they saying? Now, let's be clear. Was Jesus worried about what people were saying about him? No. Remember, whenever God asks a question, he already knows the answer. Thank you. The question is always an opportunity to check yourself. His ways are not our ways. God asks us questions not to learn from us, but to teach us. That's tweetable. God asks us questions not to learn from us, but to teach us. So Jesus wanted to make sure the disciples didn't get caught up on what people were saying about him. He wanted to make sure that they knew who he really, really was. Because this gospel message, it was going to be their responsibility and ours 
to reach and teach and spread to the nations this life-giving, world-changing, sin-forgiving, death-crushing, enemy-destroying, joy-flowing, bondage-breaking, shackle-shedding, debt-canceling, load-lifting, flesh-weakening, spirit-filling, greater is he that is in me, gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so Jesus knew you can't give what you didn't get. You can't give out what you didn't get in. And so he wanted to make sure this got in, right? And so Jesus uses this opportunity to teach them about him. And so he interrupts with a sharp, pointed, and direct question. He said, listen, listen, forget the noise. Forget the gossip. Forget what you heard. Who do you say that I am? The goal of this series, I'll tell you again, I want for us to get a fresh revelation, a clear picture. I want the church as a whole to have a better understanding of the Son of God, the Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? Because when we really know who He is, we'll better understand who we are. All right? When we better know who He is, we'll better understand. So that's the title and goal of this series as a whole. Today's message, what I want to share with you in the next couple of moments, uh, is titled, The Following. The following. How many of you have seen that show? A couple of sick people in here like me. Amen. It's a show. It's a series right now that's out. And, and it's a show about a deranged, psychopathic serial killer. Because, you know, that's the only thing they have shows about today. If he's not a werewolf, a vampire, or a housewife, he's a serial killer. That's it. There's no other shows, right? What else can we watch on TV? But in this series, listen, there's a great, great, awesome illustration. And I'm not telling you to watch the show. Don't go watch the show. And don't send me bad emails after. I didn't tell you to watch the show. There's just an awesome illustration in this. In this, in this series, the story is this. These young people, they're following this serial killer like he's a god. It's a cult. And they, he's created this cult following, and they're following him. They worship him. They're scared of him. They fear him. They respect him. They'll do anything, and I mean anything, right, that he wants them to do. But here's what I want you to see. The more they follow him, the more they look like him. The longer they follow him, the more they learn to think. Like he thinks. Come on, if you get Revelation, grab it. The longer they've been in the following, the more they can anticipate what he would want and how he would respond and how he would deal with the situation. The longer they're with him, the more they know him. The more they know him, the more they can respond like him. Listen, we become like who we follow. The second season started and many of them thought that the one that they were following was dead because in the season finale it looked like he was killed. And because they were true followers of this psychopath, they made these masks of his face. And so the, the, the second season, the series opened up with this group of followers wearing his face 
and, and looking like the one they were following and they did these horrendous things, but that's not really the point. The point is, they did exactly what they thought the one they would, were following would do. Tell somebody, that's why it matters who you follow. It matters who you follow. Why do you think I'm always on your back about the music that we listen to all the time? The artists that we follow so closely because we become like who we follow. Young people, why are your parents always harassing you about your friends? Because we become like who we follow. Come on, parents, say amen. amen. I got your back. Come on. The illustration that I want you to see here is the more we follow someone, the more we take on the characteristics of the one we follow. Come on. Come on. The longer we follow someone, the more we end up acting like them. The more we end up looking like them. The longer we stay in the following, the more we can answer like the one we follow. the more we can make decisions that would be in the character of the one we follow. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about what it really means to follow that way. We'll, we'll get into that, but what Jesus really taught about that and ultimately expected of us. But let's stay right here in this scripture passage where the series is from right now. Jesus asked them, who do you say I am? And the only one that responds is Peter. Now remember, Peter has a habit of speaking without thinking. Peter has always a habit of putting his foot in his mouth. He's always got to take back what he did. He's always, you know, jumping too soon, going too fast, not thinking. But this time, Peter speaks right out and Peter says, I know who you are. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. I mean, that's an incredible. He's saying, not only are you the Messiah, not only are you the, the Messiah that the scriptures prophesied about, you are the Christ. Not only are you the Redeemer, not only are you the Anointed One, not only are you the Savior that was promised, but you are the Son of the living God. And the Jewish people believed that when you say someone was a son of someone, that makes them like that person. So if you're the Son of God, that makes you deity, that makes you God. And, and so he, he was saying a lot of things by saying that. And, 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 and he, he's saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus responds. He says, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, Simon of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. So he's saying, good job, Peter. You're walking in the spirit right now. He's saying, that was an awesome statement, Peter. You could only have received that by divine inspiration. Peter, you didn't know that. There's no way you could have known that in you, in the flesh. You received that from God. He's saying, Peter, right now, God is using you. You're being used by God. Have you ever done something for someone? Said something to somebody? And they tell you, man, God really used you? Amen? Good. There's three of you Christians in here. Amen. Praise God. I'm happy I'm encouraged by that. That's great. 
You know, somebody says, man, God really used you today. God really spoke through you today. God used you to touch me today, to encourage me, to give me hope. That word you gave me, that hug you gave me, right? Sometimes it's not even a word. It's just a hug that you gave somebody. And, and somebody says, man, you really, you, you touched me today, right? And, and just by, by that, that text you sent me, that phone call that you called me, you called me at the right time. God really used you today. Anybody, right? I've had people tell me, man, that, that day you came over and just stood next to me. God was using you to let me know that I'm not alone. So God really, and, and man, we could think, man, you mean all I got to do is stand next to somebody to be used of God? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. If, if no one has ever told you that, it's time to start evaluating who you're following. If you've been a Christian 10 years, if you've never heard that from somebody, it's time to get up and do something. Amen. It's time to get up and be something. It's time to say something. It's time to be the church because we're all called to be used of God. Too quiet now. It's all right to look around right now. You're free. For too long, we've put the responsibility of being used of God on the pastors and leaders of the church. For too long, we've, we've pushed that responsibility on other people saying, surely God only used the qualified, the set apart. Come on, you guys know me. You serious? For too long, we said God can only use. Listen, you're reading the wrong books, church. Peter was a fisherman. As a matter of fact, in, in the word, in, in, it says that God used a donkey to speak to somebody. So, so God, and when Peter talks about it, if you read it in the King James, it says God used a dumb ass to speak to people. So God can use any dumb. <laughs> Don't get offended. King James. King James. King James says that. Here he is. So, so anyway, here Peter is. He's being, I feel like Peter right now. Here he is. He's being used of God to minister to Jesus. Peter was a fisherman. He didn't know nothing. He was a, back then fishermen were pretty, they were not like the most, they weren't the sharpest tack in the box. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? These weren't the doctors. These weren't the, the real. These guys knew fish. They smelled like fish. They stunk. They were dirty. They cussed. They, they were the sailors of back then, right? They, just, they were just fishermen. Well, that's what they knew. They didn't go to school. They were fishermen, right? So, so that was Peter, and, and, and here he is. Peter's being used of God to minister to Jesus, to reveal to the other apostles who Jesus really was. See, church, too often we expect God to speak in these Strange and unnatural ways. Here, God spoke through Peter so naturally that he didn't even realize that God had revealed that to him. We, we need to get this. Peter didn't even know that he was being used of God. It came so naturally. He just answered. He just spoke. And, and he was being used of God. See, you just have to act like the one you're following. Come on, church. It's time, in, 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 in that time, the Christians were called followers of the way. And that's what they referred to. They, they, so those are those are the guys that they're followers of the way. That's what they referred to Christians. So you just had to know the way. And Jesus already told them, I am the way. I'm the truth and I'm the light. And nobody comes to the Father but through me. You just have to know the way, right? So all they had to do was follow Jesus. And when you follow Jesus, you're being used of God. You know, the same is true today. 
When you follow in the character of Christ, you act like Christ. When you act like Christ, you'll do the things that Christ did. When you, you, you'll look like your daddy, you'll sound like your daddy, you'll do the thing your daddy does. Amen? Jesus himself said in John 14, 12, he says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things. Tell somebody, greater things. In him, we're called to do greater things than, than he did. Listen, when you're a follower of the way, you're just walking in your identity. You're just walking in who you are, who you were created to be. Listen, how many of you at your jobs, you have an, an ID, you have a, right, a, a pass card, you have a, a, some kind of ID, you have a username, you have a password, right? And, and so you, your identity is tied. There are privileges that are specific to that ID. Come on. Because, listen, because I, I, at our job, Bird and I, we work for the CEO. We work for the top brass. So we, we you know, we have, we, we deal with all the top executives at NYU. So our IDs have access to places and to areas that no other, no other people in IT have access to. So when people have to get into those areas, they have to call Bert and I. Because our ID gives us access to play, to privileges. Oh, come on, church. My ID gives me accent. Listen, our identity is in Christ. Because we're a part of the following, our identity gives us access. Do, do, do you get that? Our identity gives us access. Listen, as followers of the way, we have something else. And this is real cool. I've been preaching this for 10, 15 years. My wife reminded me the other day. As, as followers of the way, we have something else. We have something special. The Holy Spirit in us. The Word says when we believe, the Spirit of God is in us. And listen, the Holy Spirit in us is like the earpieces that they give special agents in the movies. Come on, come on. This is good. This is, this is fun. This is fun. The other day I was watching, we went to the movies and we were watching some... Jack, some special, you know, some special agent show. Cause my wife knows I love those shows, and and in this show, the agent, she reminded me of the illustration. The agent, he was on a mission, and and he was inside this building, this huge warehouse, you know, type of corporation or whatever. But he's blind inside there. He don't know what's going on. He don't know where the bad guys are. He don't know where the open doors and the locked doors. He don't know the codes to get anywhere. He, the only thing he knows is he's connected in the earpiece to somebody that's on the outside. And the people that are, are on the outside speaking to him, they are outside. They have satellite pictures of the building. They know every passageway. They have heat signatures on the building so they know where the people are. And so they have, he has to listen to him specifically. He can't make two steps without hearing from the, oh, come on. So, so in the movie, this is awesome. So in the movie, he's, you know, the guy will tell him, he's like, okay, I'm inside. He said, okay, go down the hallway, go down the hallway, go, go, stop, stop, stop. And he would stop and two enemies would walk right by. And he had, you'd have to listen so quick and you'd have to be so attentive to hear the instructions that are being spoken. And so he would stop and the enemies would pass by. He said, go, 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 go down the second hallway. Go down that doorway. Go down that staircase. Go down there. Stop. At one point he told him to, to, he was coming out of the building and there was enemies there. He says, go out, go out, come out, come out, duck. And he ducks and bah, bah, snipers take out the two enemies right behind him. It was like, you have to be so connected. You have to be so in tune with what the spirit is telling you. 
telling you the Holy Spirit is that earpiece. It tells us go, stop, stop, back up, back up, back up. Go down this way. Go the long way home. Go take the long route home. It tells us no. As a matter of fact, today stop. Call this person. Pick up your phone. Text this person. Put this on your Facebook comment. This listen, we could be so connected to the to the Spirit of God that He would lead us just like that. You know that we're special agents. The word says we're ministers of reconciliation. Not me, us. We're ministers, each one of you. Everyone, as soon as we believe, we have the spirit of God in us. God says, I'm not a respecter of persons. So God doesn't look at your business card and say, are you the pastor of that church? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Unless you're on senior leadership, please, just keep walking. This is the gathering for pastors. You know how many things I've been through like that? Oh, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's so horrible, the politics that we deal with and the, and the things that we go through. Pa pastor Gary and I, man, we used to, when we were just associates, I was a youth pastor, and we would go to these big functions because we'd have to go and, you know, represent for the church. And we'd go to these places, and people, you know, real senior pastors, they'd shake our hands and they'd look at our tag. And if our tag didn't say senior pastors, they wouldn't even finish the sentence. Can you imagine? They'd be like, oh, yeah, nice to meet oh, okay. Like you're a youth pastor, give me a break. You know, or oh, you're an associate. You're not even, where's, is, where's the senior pastor? Is he, he's not here. Okay, whatever, right? It, there's, there's such a, a risk. But listen, God's not like that. God speaks to each and every one of us. God, God will speak to each and every one of us. And God, the spirit of God is in us. And, and listen, when we have that thing, there's just a connection. When we follow God, the Holy Spirit is our earpiece. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, listen, just go and stand next to this person. And you go and stand next to this person and your first reaction is, oh, I'm going to, I got word to encourage this person. And God will tell you, shut up. I didn't tell you to speak. Sometimes we go too fast. Right? Sometimes we go too fast. The Spirit of God will tell you, go right to that staircase. And we go, yeah, amen. And he said, I didn't tell you to go down. I, t I said, I told you to go right to the staircase. Now you got killed. Like, now you're in all kinds of problems. You just got two snipers taking you out. You, I didn't tell you to go down. We have to be so careful kind of to just walk. And listen, it, it's hard at first when you first start. But, but once you're in this thing, once you're in a couple of years, once you're walking with God, you start to understand him. You start to see his hand on things. And you know, he, he said, come to the staircase. So I'm coming to the staircase. I'll never take another step. Until I know he says, take a step. And, and, and listen, as a matter of fact, if he says take a step, then you take one step because he said take a step. Too many times we take six steps. And then, and then we're out here saying, oh, God, help me. God, protect me. God, I left my, my, my job. I left the city. I moved down to Florida. I moved out here. I moved out to, uh, God, help me. Be with me. He said, God, I never told you to go there. I never told you to go there. Listen to me. Let's back it up. Back it up. Go back to the last place I told you to stop. Now stay there. And like Ephraim was saying, wait. When we wait on the Lord, he'll renew our strength. Amen? You, you have to, church, I want you to get that being a Christian is some like super exciting mega craziness. We, we have this thing that it has to be boring. And we look at Christianity and saying, man, and all that means is I can't do this, I can't do this, and I can't do this. You, you want to do that? Do it. Do this, this, and this while you're doing this. Go ahead. But then well, what's going to happen? You're not going to be satisfied. And you'll be full of this, full of this, and three diseases later. <laughs> and four baby mama drama later. 
you say, God, you know, why have you left me? Why have you? I didn't leave you. But you're seeing me as laws. And Jesus said, I don't want to be seen as laws. I don't want to be seen. I didn't come to judge men. I came to save them. The word says, I didn't come to condemn men. I came to save them. Amen? You still with me? See, who we follow determines what we'll be able to do. And ultimately, determining who will be. And so, my challenge for you this week is be used of God. This is my challenge. I'm sending you out like special agents today. But fix the thing in your ear. For some of you, take out the big earring, fix that thing in your ear. You're too worried about earrings and looking pretty. God said, I need you to have this thing secure because I need to make sure you're hearing me. Tell, tell God if you hear him today. Tell I'm hearing you, God. I'm hearing you. You haven't said nothing to me in 10 years, but I'm hearing you right now. Listen, because sometimes we silence that voice and we silence that voice and we silence that voice because we want to do our own things. Am I talking to anybody today? And, and we silence that thing. And then we sit in church miserable and say, God never speaks to me. God never talks to me. God, is, are you there anymore? God, I don't know. And it's just because we've tuned that thing out. We haven't changed the battery in that earpiece in 10 years. We haven't connected. How do we charge the batteries in that earpiece? Well, there's 20 people that come out to prayer on Wednesdays. That's a plug-in station where we charge the batteries, where we could hear from God. That's where we learn, where we start to hear, where we start to understand the way God speaks to us. There's a plug-in station called prayer. There's a plug-in station called worship. Some of us, we won't leave our seat. We won't stand. We won't raise a hand during worship. And then we say, God, you're not there. God, I don't feel your presence. And it's just because you want to feel the goosebumps that you felt one time when you were, you know, 11. And God is saying, I'm not a God of goosebumps. I'm a real God. You want goosebumps? Watch a horror flick. You know, why get some paranormal activity junk in your life. You want goosebumps? You want to be scared? Go ahead. You imagine if we ask God to scare us? Oh, man. Oh, boy. We don't want to tell somebody, I don't want none of that. How come, how come in the Word, every time an angel appeared to somebody, you think that would be, like, amazing? And we'd be like, wow. They always, one of the first words the angel always had to say to people, but don't be afraid. Fear, fear not. And that's an angel. That's an angel. And they always got to say, whoa, whoa, come down, come down. <laughs> Two legged, you're already winning your pants, everything. So you're like. <laughs> fear not, fear not. And then the angel will speak to the person, and, and it's amazing. But those, those are the kind of, listen, worship team, you guys can come up. I, 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 I just want to get this, to this list. My challenge to you this week is to be used of God. Do something that you couldn't do without God. This is going to push some of you out of your comfort zones. This is going to push some of you way out of your character. But listen, we're trying to be like the one that we follow. Amen? And so if we're following after God, we're going to start to look like that. And we're going to start to act like that. And we're going to start to take on the characteristics of the one that we're following. Amen? I'm going to skip this. I just want to get to the end. I want to leave you with a list. I love these lists. 
the entire Bible, every all 66 books, every book gives us a picture of who the Messiah is. And I want you to understand and know who it is that we follow. I want you to, this week, as you start to listen carefully and you start to say, God, I want to hear your direction. And, and I want some of you are going to be blown away this week. I believe it. We're going to hear testimonies on, on Wednesday. Come Wednesday and share those testimonies or email them to me at one word at sanctuaryfellowship.org. Because I believe God's going to, some of you are going to, you're going to hear a direction for the first time in 15 years. You're going to hear God say, stop, do this. And you're going to say, que fue eso? Who, who was that? And I believe God's going to bring us to that level, church. I, I want us to be to, at that place, God, with, with God where, where we hear from Him. And I mean, you know, we come to church to hear a, a sermon and to hear from God, but, but this, isn't, this can't just happen here. Do you understand that? This can't just happen on Sunday. This has to be a weekly thing. You're going through this. You need more than a Sunday sermon from a man like you. Do, do you get that? What you get, on, what you get on Sunday is just a message from a man like you. We need more than I know about you, but I need more than that. I listen to five or six sermons a week, and I need more than that because I need to hear from God. I need to know that I'm walking in the way that he wants me to walk. I need to know that, that he's saying, good job, Peter. You, there's no way you could have known that. The only way you knew that is because you heard from the Spirit of God. Only through divine. And can, can teenagers do this, please? Yes. Teenagers, yes. But the problem is, you got to get Jay-Z, you got to get the fake Hover out of your ears so you can hear the real Jehovah. You can't listen to two Jehovah's. Do you understand? You can't listen. God, God will always say, if that's the one you want to listen to, go right ahead. Pump them up. Put it loud. So here, here's the picture I want you to get. Listen. Through all the passages, through all the stories that you've ever heard in church, even that the stories that you thought weren't even about Jesus, let, let me show you how they are. Through the entire Bible, every book tells us who the Messiah is. He is the creator of creation. He's the seed of the woman in Genesis whose heel was bruised. He's the blessing of Abraham to the nations. He's the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. He's the man who wrestled with Jacob. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. That voice that was in the burning bush that spoke to Moses, that was him. The Passover lamb in Exodus, he is the, the Passover lamb in Exodus. He's the lamb of God in John, John, and he's the lamb in the book of Revelations. He's the manna that fell from heaven that feed. He's the bread of life. He's the water from the rock. He's the prophet that's greater than Moses. He's the captain of the Lord's army to Joshua. He's the ultimate kingsman redeemer mentioned in Ruth. He's the suffering savior of Psalm 22. He's the good shepherd in Psalm 23. He's the wisdom of Proverbs. He's the lover of the song of Solomon. He's the everlasting father from Isaiah. He's the fourth man in the fire with the three Hebrew boys. He's the fire
mediator from heaven that fell in the book of Acts. He's the mediator from 1 Timothy. He's the grace of God from Romans. He's the power of love in Corinthians. He's the freedom from the curse of sin that we read about in Galatians. He's the everlasting covenant. He's the author of salvation from Hebrews and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's the bread of life. He's the one who heals the sick. He's the one that gives sight to the blind. He's the one that causes the lame to walk. He's the forgiveness of our sins. He's the only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe some, some of you, man, you're hardcore followers. I know that. I'm not speaking to you. I'm encouraging you. Be encouraged. But some of you have set yourselves apart and you think that God only has a select few that he speaks to, that God only has a, a select few that he loves, that he cares for, that he watches over. And you hear testimonies that people share and you're like, that can never be me. God wants you to know today that is you. I want to reach you that way. I want to touch you that way. All you have to do is follow. Become like the one you follow. When you follow, you'll act like your daddy. You'll see things like your daddy. People will see your daddy in you. So come on, let's all stand. Some, some, some of you got your earpiece working for the first time and God already told you if he calls people forward you better go forward so don't wait for me I'm just a man you listen to the voice in your earpiece come on come forward you want that connection again you want to know the God that appeared through all the... You want to know that, that God. You want to know him intimately like that. Come on. Let's, let's make decisions today, man. Let's make a choice. There's a challenge out there for you today. The first challenge is let's start to speak positively about people. Let's start to build people up. Let's start to encourage people. The second challenge is you'll never be able to do the first until you follow the one that we need to be following. Amen. Praise God. Let's, let's celebrate those that have come down already. Let's, let's encourage them. Let's take a look at them. Let's love on them. Amen. 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 These are your brothers and sisters. Let's speak well of them this week. Let's encourage them this week. Listen, as we just start to worship, there's more coming. Amen. As we just start to worship. God is calling you to follow. If you need to, you know, sometimes we're in some place. Oh, this is good. Look, you know when you're on the cell phone and you're not getting a good signal and you got to move to get a better signal? You, you with me? Some of you got to saying you got to move so that you can get a better signal. Because where you're at in that relationship that you're in or in that place that you're in or in that circumstance that you're in you can't hear too good you keep dropping out and God is saying the only way you're going to hear from me clearly is if you get out from there you got to move to get a better signal amen yeah. 
Move. 